Welcome to the Red Text, a crossroads of the holy and heretical. Join, Join us now for another episode in Unholy Communion. Welcome back to another episode of the Red Text podcast with your two favorite queer manic Filipinos. I'm Ryan, aka the Vestiso Mystic on Instagram and at Mestizo Mystic on Twitter. I also have a TikTok that I barely use that's also at the Mestizo Mystic. Hi, and I'm Fonzie. I am Witch Illumicente on Instagram and Twitter. And um, I'm not going to breeze over the fact that right before we started recording, um, Ryan was giving me shit for drinking a truly with a straw and said it was like the worst thing that they've ever seen. Is it just like too gay? Oh, now now she's putting words in my mouth. I said it was appalling. <laughs> I just said it was appalling. That's all I said. She decided to add a paragraph, but okay. <laughs> Is it just like too gay? Is it like too circuit? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's it's, it's, it's exactly what it is. Yes, it's giving it's giving racist body shaming twink. Oh no! You know what? That's not what it was. I was just about to tell you. I had I've had a day. It's been a day. It wasn't a bad day. It was just a long day. So you know, I'm not gonna apologize for you know being my truly self. That's fine. I I forgive you. That's what being Christian's all about. Forgiveness, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, well, okay. Before we get started, how are you, my darling friend? Um, you know, I keep saying I'm not good, and then I'm good, and then I'm not good, and then I'm good, and now it feels like a repeat of April, but seven times worse, but like on the come up again. So you know, mm-hmm. we'll see. I feel like I just came out of a really dark tunnel. Um, you know, always going through and into holes, but. Uh, yeah, but I start vacation this Friday because I'm calling out of work and I'll be off from July 1st to the 12th and I fly out the night of the 2nd to go see my partner again uh, in Portland. So I'm really excited for that. It'll be like nine or 10 days up there. He'll be working most of the time, but like we'll have a lot of time to spend together regardless. So I'm excited for that and just excited not to be working. We also got raises at work. The company did company wide (gasps) raises for all overtime eligible employees. I'm assuming because like every year we get a survey and an optional survey to submit. Um, Me included typed like we need to be getting paid more because we just had to work through a fucking pandemic and barely got any extra compensation. Let me just say my raise was good. Suddenly, as soon as this raise kicks in, I'm actually going to start doing my job better. Um, No, probably not. (laughs) But (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I got a raise, went through a little depressive phase, about to go see my man. So, you know, start school in a few weeks, which I'm very anxious about. But a, a lot of transitions, a lot of transitions finally happening. But yeah, how are you? Um. Well, first of all, I'm happy that you're feeling better. Um. I mean, you and I were kind of in a little bit of communication while you were going through that 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 little that it was i mean it's not little but that depression rut and um mm. y'all this is just something that you just you kind of well i don't want to get into that let's talk about how i am first because our episode has to do with what i'm talking what i what i was about to go into and i just want to talk about how how my how my week has gone um i've actually had a good week i've done i've been doing a lot of magic lately um which is really cool um there was this thing that i wanted to or i was doing with a group of witches on instagram that i was invited to do which was a curse right for a certain individual um i'm not gonna say who it was or what i did but i 
wanted to access a certain part of their life and I didn't know how to do it. And I was, uh, you know, I was referencing all of my books and looking it up online and nothing that that was coming up was really, you know, kind of speaking to me. Like it wasn't what I wanted to do. So I made a, I I crafted my own fucking spell and this is not, (coughs) excuse me. Spirit's telling me to shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> You're saying too much. <laughs> no, I, I, um, this is not the first time I've made something up where I just like did something just on a whim, but this one I felt I was like really, really proud of. Like, this is one that I actually want to like, uh, like make a grimoire page on. It's really, really good. Ooh. It's, it was really, really good. And when I did it, it was like electricity and Franny was with, Franny was with me. We did it. We kind of did the spell together and I crafted this whole entire spell. Um, like I, 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 you know, I did this whole like ritual and everything with this particular intention, I guess, or will. And when, um, when I did it, there was just electricity. There was just so much energy around me. It was an amazing, amazing experience. And um, it was just kind of, it's kind of the culmination of what I've been working on for the last couple of months, kind of working with, and last night was the dark moon, which was perfect timing. Um, So kind of working with like dark moon magic and working with kind of more darker magic. It's kind of the culmination of my, of my, of my, um, my studies of my, of my, the work that I've been doing of the, the learning I've been doing, you know, and I just kind of use the, the, the correspondences, the things that I've learned over the last couple of months and just kind of put it into this one spell and it worked. Well, I don't know if it's, if it's worked yet, it literally just happened, but it, it just felt so good. It just felt like, oh, it just felt so powerful. So, um. Just coming off the high of that, that was last night. <laughs> and then after the spell, I was exhausted. Like, I was so drained. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I wanted to do was, like, take a nice, long cleansing shower and go to sleep, which I did. A nice, long oh. shower. Oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was it was wonderful. I have some things to look forward to this week. Um, I have a friend, a witchy friend, who lives in Inland Empire, who's coming to visit us. We're going to go out have some dinner and Cute. Um, go to a cunty little bar on Saturday. So I'm excited for that. Cute. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing, I've been magicking, which I always That's make me good. happy. Yeah. I'm glad to hear. I, um, I was invited to be a part of that, right. As well, but I straight up, I'm just, I was going through so much at the time that I was like, listen, I have too much on my plate. I, I would love to be a part of this, but like, I simply just like don't have the time or magic or energy to dedicate to it, which was like shitty. Cause well, not shitty. I had to tend to my own energy, but like, I really want to be a part of it, man. Like, I really want to fucking see what happened. I know. Well, the thing about it is, is that I know that who, the the person who recommended or who invited me said, "Oh, Ryan wanted me to reach out to you because." So I know that the reason why I was part of it was because of you. So thank you. I appreciate it. Of course, of course. Um, but the but, group um, that the group that we were in was whoa, good people. Like, mm-hmm. that was a good group of people. Very, very good. So I was on. I was absolutely honored to be even considered to be part of that group where they we were just like commuting and talking about hexing i was like why am i here <laughs> you know? like made it with the cool kids you yeah, were was, George. Was, you're like mm, we're gonna fuck up yeah i was sitting at the cool kids table i loved it um but yeah ryan why don't you tell us what we're 
going to talk about today. Yeah, well, I know you were about to segue into it, but it ties into kind of how I've been just feeling. I was really, um, sorry, I know you were going to segue into it, but and it ties into how I was kind of elaborating on how I've gotten, been going through these roller coasters of emotions, energetically, magically, emotionally, psychologically, so on and so forth. But we are going to be talking today about the intersection of mental health and magic. And by magic, we mean like the practice of magic, but also just the occult and spirituality spheres in general, and how these all intersect with how they can both positively, but also negatively affect our mental health from many various standpoints. And I'm very excited to talk about this because, uh, you know, my magic was really not, I wasn't really doing any magic during this really bad depressive episode. I, you know, was maintaining my devotions and prayer work and whatnot, which I've been really good about getting back up and maintaining on a weekly slash daily basis. But uh, now that I'm kind of coming out of this depressive rut, I'm finally being able to do magic again. A loved one of mine has recently tested positive for COVID a day or two ago, and um, they don't have a strong immune system. So I was very, very concerned for their health. And so speaking of Austin, uh, or did we mention Austin? Well, now I'm mentioning Austin. Now we're uh, mentioning, we just got off the phone with Austin. And that's why we're mentioning That's why, that's why. So Austin, <laughs> aka Bannix Bramble, sells these amazing genderless wax effigies, but they made me a custom one uh, in the color of green, as well as infused with different mercurial, mercurial herbs. Uh, the color green is one color that relates to the aspect of mercury and Mercury also relates to the Archangel Raphael, who I work heavily with, who governs healing of both mind, body, and spirit. So I haven't done any work with this wax effigy that was made for me until the other night when my my loved one told me they tested positive for COVID. So I did this whole rite. I meant to actually post a picture on Instagram today and completely forgot. But with a couple of candles dressed with a couple of different holy oils that I had, and luckily their symptoms were already minor to begin with, thank God. But like the day after I finished the rite, they were already like, pretty much feeling better. They still feel a little more, a little weak and everything, but their, their symptoms are not progressing. And for someone mm. whose immune system is compromised, I was like, that's major to me because right. you would expect it to be far worse. So mm -hmm. it just, and I say all that to say that I'm finally getting back into the flow of getting into doing more magic again. Um, yeah. Or like I'm doing a money candle for a friend because she is a tattoo artist and needs more clients. And I've done a candle for her before. So I, I like that I'm getting back into the flow of doing magic. I wish I could have been part of that hexing right for that for that public figure along with y'all. But um, but yeah, I just my ment my mental health was like at a really all time low, probably one of the lowest lows it's been in in several years, to be quite frank. And I just knew that I didn't have the energy to dedicate to my magic because just like mm -hmm. Anything else, if you overexert yourself when you know you don't have the energy or mental capacity to do it, that's only going to negatively impact you even more, especially especially being invited to do a baneful working on a highly influential public figure. Right. Like if I tried doing that in the state that I was in, who knows how that could have affected me, like even with proper spiritual hygiene and care, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people getting into witchcraft really need to be cautious and aware of how magic affects you, as well as how communing and trafficking with spirits can affect you, whether that's by accident through walking through a cemetery or you conjuring a spirit, like you have no idea how these beings can influence your physical body and your your mental health. So I'm excited to talk about that with you today. Um, but yeah, Fonzie, do you wanna do you wanna do you have any examples or or stories of anything about the intersection of mental health and magic on on your end? Yeah, of course. Um well, first off, before we go any deeper, oh, um, I just want to say um, this is obviously a trigger warning for any folks who, you know, we are going to be talking about mental 
health in this episode. So tread lightly. If you need to take breaks in between this episode and still wish to listen, please do. This will always be here. Um, but we are also a support system. So, you know, if anyone, I'm, I don't want to speak for Ryan, but if anyone does listen to this episode and wants to reach out and wants to like chitty chitty chat, I am all my DMs are always open to y'all. So go ahead and reach out to me. Um, if you need just a random person to vent to, if you need a punching bag, I will be that punching bag for you. Um, <clears throat> with that said, uh, mental health and magic is something when I was going into my practice was not something that I thought was going to be an issue. It was something that I thought was going to kind of just go away where, because a lot of, a lot of the reasons why I went into just spirituality in general was because of how I felt inside of my brain. Um, and so like I needed to, I, I felt like a lot of people were purposefully disconnecting themselves from me because of the way I acted and, you know, the way I made them feel. I was very short. I was very impatient. I was very sharp um, towards people. I, I always, like, I don't care how I make you feel regardless of what I say. As long as I'm being honest, how you take it is your fault and your fault alone. You know what I mean? It's very... I mean, th there's <laughs> there's some truth in that, but at the same time, it's just like, you can also be kind, you know what I mean? Right, you can, right. You can be honest and kind, you know? And I was very not that. Like, I really could not care less about how I was how I was treating people for the sake of honesty, you know? You it were was one of those girls who were like, oh, I'm just brutally honest, but really yeah. it's just being an asshole masquerading is like trying to be an honest person. Absolutely. And that's such a cop-out, you know? And it's so lazy. It's so lazy. It is so much harder to be honest and kind because you kind of have to stop and pause for a little bit. You know what I mean? It's not hard to be kind, but well, sometimes mm -hmm. it's kind of hard. It's a little bit harder to be like honest, like really, right. really honest and kind, especially with folks that you care about, like, you know, friends. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, these are these are relationships that I had to cultivate for a long period of time. Um, so it was really detrimental to me because I started to realize, holy shit, everyone else is not the problem. I am the problem. <laughs> am I the trauma? Am I the villain? And I was, I was the drama. I was the villain. And it was so, it was getting so bad where people were, they literally saw me as a monster. People did not want to talk to me. I was difficult to talk to because I was just so abrasive. Um, so how, what that did to me personally was um, you're going to lose everybody. Like no one's going to want to be around you. You're not going to be worthy of love because you're not, you know, giving that love back, you know? So that's kind of the reason why I was like kind of uh, going into the idea of like searching or finding myself or whatever, very new age. Um, but then, you know, there is a lot of, um, there's a lot of value in what I did and what I, what, what I learned in like this new age space, because it kind of granted me a little bit of self-awareness um, and I think when it comes to magic and mental health, self-awareness is very, very important. I think it's the most important thing, actually, when it comes to performing magic, doing magic, and what your brain is telling you or what your brain is making you feel, right? And it's, I mean, it, it echoes back to what Ryan was saying. You wanted to be part of this curse, right? Because one, it was cool. Two, um, the person that we were cursing 
um, we want to go away. <laughs> and hmm. three, it's just good, you know, it's good magic. It's good practice, you know? So, um, but you knew being self-aware that you had to take care of yourself first because if you were putting yourself in a position of being kind of not grounded, not all the way there, you know, you 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 can't really focus yourself on on what magic you were doing, then it probably wouldn't have worked anyway. Right. right? And then you weren't focusing on yourself. You were kind of distracting yourself from the actual issue, which was kind of at some point, and I don't want to speak for you. I'm just saying this could, I'm, I'm speaking generally now of just surviving, right? Just generally surviving and trying to get through the day. Right. So um, don't use magic as a distraction. You can use magic to help with what's going on in your brain and, and how your, 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 your mental health is affecting you use magic to kind of influence and kind of open the doors for you to kind of bring yourself back, but don't use it to distract. It's not a replacement, right? right. It can also, it can help. It definitely can help. It's not a replacement. I think just like any magic for mental health or otherwise magic is supplemental, right? Like just like, even if we look in medicinal fields, right? Like Sure, you can either go fully just Western medicine or you can go fully alternative medicine, but I'm a firm believer in, th in the integration of both, but not the rejection of one or the other because there's both wisdom, there's both medicine, there's both healing to be found in each of these types of, of medical systems, be it alternative or uh, traditional medicine or you know Western medicine. And so same thing with magic. I think magic, you need to find a balance. It needs to be integrated in a healthy balance, right? If you are dipping too far into the physical realm, say through hedonistic acts, such as just sex, drugs, alcohol, and so forth, you're going to find yourself going down that path for a hot minute and staying consumed by those things. Same thing with the spiritual, though. If you are constantly trying to reach like, you know, metaphysical new age, 5D ascension, and you have your head in the clouds 24-7, think of like the Seven of Cups cards, where it's just like not all that's gilded as gold, um, mm -hmm. or not all like glitters as gold you're going to find yourself into lunacy, into insanity, into psychosis. So again, it's this finding this balance between the spiritual and the physical as, as such with the with mental health and, and magic. You can use definitely use magic to, to boost your mental health. Hell, you can use it to break someone down, uh, break someone's mental health down. But really, it's just knowing how and when to incorporate magic to to help you in those times. And sometimes you just need to let your magic sit on the wayside like I did until you can recover your mental health to a stable level where you can then reapproach your magic from a level-headed point of view, if that makes sense. And I, I, I'm i very uh, open with my mental health journey. So just to disclose to all of you, again, trigger warning, this may be very heavy material for y'all. So if anything may seem too heavy, I definitely recommend pausing and leaving now and coming back to it later. Otherwise, I'm going to go ahead and talk about my journey. I have dealt with suicidal ideation since I was a teenager. Um, I never have really fully attempted. There are times where I've wanted to and times I've come close to, but there's no times I actually fully tried to attempt suicide. It's more so just the journey of really not wanting to be alive. And there's times where that's been extremely bad and other times where it's kind of just a lingering thought. And this last couple of weeks is one of those times where, and I haven't felt this way in probably a good five or six years. That's why it was so scary to like have to confront these feelings again. Um, where I just like my will to live was just out the fucking window. Like I didn't want to hurt myself, but I just would wake up every morning. Like, I don't want to be here. Like, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go do anything. Like I just don't, you know, I didn't ask to be here. I don't want to be alive, you know? And I'm finally coming out of that little rut and who knows those thoughts are always going to, I don't think it's a battle you ever win. I think at least for me on this journey, those things are always there. There's just times where it's more intense and other times where 
I don't pay attention to it and that it doesn't bother me. Sadly, this was one of those times where it would like really got the the better of me. Um, but I knew that it wasn't smart for me to try to attempt to join this curse right while my mental state was in such dismay. Because again, Lord knows what could have happened to me. Like diving into such painful work while already being in a very unsafe mental health conditional state, like who knows where that could have taken me. And I don't feel like it would have been anywhere good. And again, even though I take very good spiritual hygiene of myself and spiritual maintenance, like that doesn't negate the fact that something can still go wrong uh, and that the magic mm -hmm. can backfire or, you know, anything like that. And so again, just reiterating what I mentioned earlier, it is so important to understand what you're getting into when you dive into spirituality, when you dive into the occult, when you dive into practicing magic or, or conjuring or trafficking with spirits, because these all can have such a intense effect on you. And um, mm -hmm. there is times in the past where, actually, this is an example from maybe like less than a month ago. There was a day I woke up in a really bad funk and not even like a suicidal funk, just like heavy ass energy, kind of depressed for no fucking reason. Like I was doing completely fine the days leading up to this. And again, I don't get, I, I apply healthy skepticism. Like this could just be mental health, but this could also be magical. Excuse me. And so later that day, I did like a double egg limpia. I did one egg limpia right after the other on myself. because so I'm just like, I'm not taking any chances. And literally the moment I finished that second egg limpia, I felt lighter. I felt refreshed. I felt so much better. And then when I pulled cards on it, there was, it, it showed that it was more an energetical thing and not, um, not uh, a mental health thing. And so then I pulled more cards. I'm like, did someone throw work at me? Or like, was just, was this just a lesson from you? Like my spirit guides in court to like, remind me to take care of my spiritual hygiene. They're like, it's spiritual hygiene. No one threw shit at you, but like, this is a lesson that you need to take care of yourself spiritually and magically. Because as soon as I finished that egg limpia, I was a-okay back to feeling great. So that's just one example of kind of like where magic and mental health intersect. And there's tons of books I've read, especially beginner books where it says like, when you get involved with magic, you might start having those days where you wake up in a funk and don't know why. And it's because you need to start practicing spiritual hygiene. So mm -hmm. those are just two extreme examples of my own personal experience within the last month or so that I wanted to, to share to show the intersection of magic and mental health. But um, what would you like to add, Fonzie? I've been hijacking the mic. No, you're fine. Thank you for, thank you for um, telling us that. That was very, um, you know, open and vulnerable of you. And I, we, I appreciate you letting us know. Um, but you know what's really, really important when I when we first of all, what's really important is we want to be very, very sure, um, make it very, very clear we are not mental health professionals. Okay, we are not giving you guys advice when it comes to dealing with your mental health. That is for your doctor. So please, if you are going through some sort of crisis or someone that you know and love is going through some sort of crisis, please go to a mental health professional, okay? Not to this podcast. That would be very irresponsible. I just want to put that in there just so that everyone knows that this is not the intention. We're just talking about our experiences in regards to magic and mental health. Um, now, in for me personally, when it comes to dealing with mental, my mental health and, and magic and how they intersect with each other is the last resort. I don't know about you, but it's the last resort. Laying work on myself in regards to my mental health and how I feel and like if I'm going through a depressive rut is the last thing I will do. I deal with everything else before it. Everything first in the uh, initially like within like my mundane environment, like what is in me in my immediate environment. Okay, is there a reason why I feel this way? Is there a reason? Is there something like some sort of external influence that is 
making me feel this way, right? Am I, am I, is there someone, you know, like, like a, like a person, like a friend or, you know, a family member that I need to kind of, you know, whatever, you wouldn't know, whatever the case, I, 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 there could be a million different reasons why you would feel a certain way. Explore what is going on in your immediate environment first. Deal with everything that's mundane and non-magical because a lot of the times that's what it is, right? <laughs> that's what it is. Start, don't, don't start laying work on yourself if, you know, if it's not even needed, right? Remember that witchcraft is a, is, is a, is a craft of the need. So don't do the magic just for the sake of doing the magic. Just do the magic when you need it, right? But there, there does come a time where it's just like, okay, no, I'm losing. I'm losing it. I'm losing. There's, there's nothing. I don't know what it is. You know, you have to make sure that you're always, you, you oh God, word of the centuries, self-awareness, be self-aware. Make sure that you are not kidding yourself. Be honest with yourself. Like what is going on? If you really don't feel it's like totally out of your control, then, um, you know, sit and think about what you can do magically. What is it? Do you, what is it? Do you, um, that, that you think would make you feel um, better just in general, because what makes me feel better is not necessarily specifically doing a spell for my mental health, but doing a spell that I know works. Right. Mm. So it doesn't necessarily mm -hmm. have to be my mental health, but doing a spell that works that I know works makes me feel really good. Right. Because it, 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 it just further validates how good I am at doing magic at doing my witchcraft. Right. So I'll do, <clears throat> I'll do, let's see, what's something that I do all the time. I'll revisit my wards. That's something that that is that always makes me feel good because it just makes it it feels like a clean slate, right? Revisiting your wards, either clearing your wards and making new ones or seeing the wards that you have now and, you know, kind of recharging them, right? Revisiting them, making sure they're still working, making sure that nothing if you're doing like a jar or something, making sure that nothing has gone rancid, you know, just revisit them. Maybe something needs a refresher. That always makes me feel good. Literally standing in a hot shower, I'm not even shitting you. That makes me feel so much better every single time. Just sitting, just in, just standing in just running water. It 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 does wonders for me for some reason. But <clears throat> and that's magic. You know, that is magical and you know, that is also mundane in some way because you know, you feel clean, but also when you kind of add magic into it, you know, you kind of pray while you're in there, adding that kind of um, spiritual cleansing aspect to it also makes you feel clean, you know? So totally re kind of do the light stuff, do the light stuff before you start working on the heavy stuff and see how it, you know, how it makes you feel. Because a lot of the times, if we want to go into like just scientific, like if we want to kind of veer away from like what we think things are, we'll go into a lot of these things are hormones that are shooting in your brain that you just can't control. It's just something that's happening in your brain. We can't do anything about it right? And sometimes they just pass and we just have to kind of ride the wave a little bit. That's what happens to me where I'm just like, oh, I'm in this again. Okay. I know what to do. <sighs> Let's like sit in contemplation. Let's spend some time in prayer. Let's see how this feels for a certain amount of time. And if nothing and you know, nothing gets fixed, um, you know, within a certain amount of time, all right, let's do something else, you know? You know, spend some time with yourself. It's a great way to relearn who you are, relearn your yourself and you know you you um you get to just figure things out you know and i think that's really really important is to take your time take your time um 
I, and I know, you know, when you're feeling like that very depressed, when you're in that very depressive state, your patience goes away. You want it to just go away, right? You can't be patient. It feels impossible to be patient. But I think it's really important when you're starting to feel this way. I was like, okay, I have to know. I have to give myself time. I know I have to give myself time. Give my per- give myself permission to just spend the time on myself, right? And you you can always do the whole thing where you go do something that you love. There is there is value in that. Go do something that you enjoy doing, even though you feel like you don't want to do it. Go do it, and the second you you know start doing that thing, you'll probably feel better. You know what I mean? And just absolutely. Like, there is also a little bit of value in spending time with nature. Like, I don't want to be that person to be like, go spend, go walk barefoot in grass. Like, okay, yeah, no, sure. it's scientifically proven. Like, but at the same time, I'm just like, yeah, go, go outside and walk in grass. You know, go outside, go swim in the ocean, go do something. One of my favorite things, if it's raining outside, because it never fucking rains here in LA, I go stand out in the rain. I do, I'm usually happy when it rains, so I never really have to do that. But like, <laughs> if I do feel upset, standing out in the rain is so cathartic. It's the most, one of the most beautiful feelings in the entire world. So f- tr- you have to learn yourself, learn what makes you feel happy. You know, what brings those things to you, you know what I mean? And like I said, that's only coming from me. I am not speaking for everybody. No one, I mean, I'm not assuming that everyone, you know, can um, alleviate that pain the same way I do. I'm just saying that right. this is just my experience, right? Um, you kind of have to, you just have to learn yourself. And if things just aren't working, you have to seek professional help. That's why they, that's why they're there. Professional help is very, very important. Doctors are there for a reason, right? And if you feel like you are in danger, if you feel like you, I will never, I cannot stress this enough. If you feel like you are in danger, seek help. Seek help. Yeah, I, um, if people, you listeners, our audience, our lovely followers, if you're this far into the podcast and you've been listening from the beginning, you know how we emphasize discernment. And if you are self-aware enough to understand that you don't have enough proper discernment to tell whether it's a magical issue or mental health issue, like Fonzie said, seek help, seek professional help, but also don't be afraid to go to, and I mean a trusted reader, get a reading from a trusted reader. Because for instance, when I'm in these mental health ruts, be it a magical root issue, uh, a root cause that's magical or a root cause that's simply uh, mental health, I have a hard time reading for myself because I, I can't tell what the cards are necessarily saying. Because like, you know, when I'm in a depressive rut, I immediately want to assume it's mental health. But then, you know, I also kind of want a different cause to blame, aka like someone laying work on me. So I consulted a friend of mine to do who I trust and knows get a divination, excels at it really, to divine for me. And they were like, this is not magical at all. This is a mental health issue. And that just was really relieving to hear. As much as I wanted to hear that it was a, a magical issue that I could have taken care of, it was still relieving to have an answer nonetheless. Because then when I reflected on the cards I did pull, it it really was just mental health issue at the time. And so all that to say, if you can afford it, or if you have friends that are diviners that you know you will trust them to read objectively for you, get a reading done. It does not hurt to have mm-hmm. divination done, be it tarot, uh, you know, an, um, through dream work, whatever, whatever form of divination, have someone do divination for you, Unless you firmly believe you can discern enough to do it yourself. But I, me, even who's been reading tarot for six plus years now, 
struggle to read for myself during those times of mm -hmm. when my mental health is in a detrimental state. So while seeking professional help is important, I also recommend getting divination done so you can, you know, one, maybe save yourself a trip to the doctor, but two, also get that clarification so you better, so you then know better what uh, steps to take next going forward with your situation. Well, I mean, arguably enough, that is consider. I would consider that professional help. It's just professional spiritual help. You know, it's like you have they have both. It's supplemental, like what what um, Ryan said. You know, professional spiritual help and professional medical help. That those are both something that they 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 they're not just parallel. They intersect. They belong together. So um, you know using both at the same time will give you answers. They'll give you different mm -hmm. answers, but they will give you answers regardless, right? So, um, uh, I, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that's a really, that's really good advice. I think um, part of um, sitting with yourself is divining, making sure that you are reaching out to the spiritual realm because they know a lot more than we do. Um, and they can really help you get to the root cause of what's going on. You know, um, and I think it's really important to try to figure out what the hell is causing all this. You know, like, why am I here? Why do there's a reason why I feel this way? Why am I here? How how do I fix it? Who who do I go to to help me? You know, and, you know, not just not just having the 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 professional spiritual help, having the professional medical help, but also having a support group around you, a really, really solid group of friends. And, um, you know. I've, if you have a great relationship with your family, sure. Just people. Just having a good support group around you is really, really important. Um, you know, and someone that can hold you accountable. That's really, really important, too. It's like, hey, how you doing? Like, I'm checking in. Tell me what your brain is telling you today, you know? Um, just so that, like, you're not doing it alone. You're really not. There are times where Ryan and I will be in that rut together where it's just like, oh, my God, are we sinking? You know? Um, <laughs> our ruts are synced. You know, so it, you know, it happens and it, and it's something that it, it's, it's part of the human experience and it's not a great part of the human experience, but it's part of the human experience regardless. And it's something that we have to deal with, um, but dealing with it, dealing with it, the way that you deal with it makes you the person that you are. Right. So exactly having the, having mental issues doesn't make you, uh, you know, any less any less of a person it's how you deal with it if you deal with it in a shitty way then yeah like we need to revisit that maybe that should have you know maybe you should have like spent some more time um but it's it's just it's normal <laughs> we all do it you're not alone you're, you're not, not alone. alone and whether you're someone who really only has internet friends and not you know social friends in real life that's okay like obviously ask them if it's okay for you to unload on them <laughs> and ask for their support first but hey that helps be, them yeah it does uh but whether you're, again whether your friends are in person online or a mixture of the both like for me especially this last rut like i knew that all my friends were going through stuff so it was even more harder for me to want to reach out for support because mm. i felt like i was just going to be burdening my friends with worry about me even though they're in the midst of all their own really bad ruts right now and so but i knew at the end of the day you know, something struggling or uh, struggling with something such as suicidal ideation, like I'm sure my friends would prefer me, even if they're going through their own shit, would prefer me to reach out for help from them or support from them rather than go through it alone. And that's exactly what I did. And, you know, who knows what might have happened if I didn't, or at least if I'd be even feeling any better had I not done that. I do want to touch on one light at the end of the tunnel that really came. Actually, it was a really beautiful experience that came out of this whole 
depressive, suicidal feeling rut was that I really got closer than I already am with St. Francis because mm. while St. Francis is the patron of like the environment and nature and everything, one thing he's really influenced me as a person and in my practice is to see God in everything and to really acknowledge the life within everything around us, to acknowledge the beauty within the source of God that's all around us. And so there is in San Francisco, the National Shrine of St. Francis of Assisi. And it is about a two and a half hour walk, which is seven miles from my house to that church. And on a whim, not the day of, but I think maybe like less than a week beforehand, I decided that I was going to go on a pilgrimage and a walk all the way from my house to the National Shrine of St. Francis, Francis of Assisi as an offering, but also to seek his help. I also completely forgot they have first class relics of St. Clair and St. Francis in that church. Um, we won't go too much into relics today, but basically in the Catholic church, there's three classes of relics, first, second, and third. And a first class relic is like a piece of a saint. So it could be their hair, it could be their nails, it could be one of their bones, a tooth, whatever. A second class relic is something they may have used a lot. So maybe a rosary someone of saint owned or a glove like St. Padre Pio that um, he always wore. And a third class relic is anything touched to a first or second class relic. Well, this cathedral, this church to St. Francis had a first class relic of Francis of Assisi and a first class relic of St. Clair of Assisi. Totally forgot. So when I got there, it was just so cool to be able to pray in front of them and like feel that power. Mm. And um, I had so many miracles and synchronicities happen along this pilgrimage from my home to this church. And it was, and I was starting to wane in my faith during this depressive rut because you know, I'm like, where are, where are my spirits at? Where's Guadalupe? Where's Santa Muerte? Where are my ancestors? Because why do I not want to just exist right now? Like, why do I just want to not be alive? Like, I feel like I should have their backing, their support or whatever. But I had so many like miracles and synchronicities, like I said, along this pilgrimage that it just fully reinstated, uh, or sorry, it fully refulfilled my faith in my spiritual court and my guides. And I, I could not be, I could not have been more blessed to have had the opportunity to go on this pilgrimage to that church because it just, it, it blessed me with everything I needed and then some. And that's one light at the end of the tunnel of this depressive episode that also, again, integrated into my magical and spiritual practice, you know, because St. Francis having helped me gain that appreciation for life and to 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 have that appreciation for life and God and everything. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think I ever would have made that, that pilgrimage if it weren't for St. Francis, because uh, if he wasn't in my spiritual court, then I never would have had the reason to make a pilgrimage to his national shrine. So it's just, it's interesting how things play out because I didn't develop my relationship with him until this, this February of 2022 when my cat passed away. I was like, let me pray to the patron saint of animals to make sure I'm a furry friend, got to heaven safely. And then it's just been an upward climb with that relationship and up until this pilgrimage as well. So if there's one thing that came out of my my negative mental health experience, it was this extremely positive and quite literally magical spiritual pilgrimage and experience. Yeah. I I want I want to emphasize the importance of prayer yoga. I I, I prayer is so important. It's so 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 important. And I know there are times, especially I am so guilty of this, where I'm just like, oh, I'll do it later. And I never do it, you know, and it's something it, it, it is something that, you know, it, it is a, a it does have to be something that's habitual because it is important. That's how you that's how you gain, you know, kudo points from the saints and the, from the spirits and from from your heavenly court, you know. 
Absolutely. Um, and so much of the time you get your answers just from sitting there and praying. You know how to do anything. All I got to do is sit and pray, you know? Um, and I can't tell you how many times where I'm just like, I figure shit out just by sitting and just pray, closing my eyes and just praying. How I just figure it out. You figuring things out isn't just, isn't an accident. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it really, I truly, I believe me, um, that those are messages that are being sent to you. I was like, all right, you asked for it. Here it is. This is what you asked for, you know? And I can't tell you how many times, like I was just tell, telling Ryan about this, this, this curse rite that I was doing. I had, didn't know what to do. I had no idea what I wanted to do and nothing was really t- calling to me. Um, and I sat in prayer and was like, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? And I started praying. I was like, please give me whatever. And then it just clicked in my head and I figured it out. And it's nothing that I ever, I, it's nothing necessarily that I got out of a book. It's literally something that I, that just spilled out of my head. Um, so if you're going through something tough, you're going through a tough time in your life and you don't know what's, what's happening, sit in prayer because that is, that is a really great way to help figure things out and, you know, um, consolidate all of your thoughts and kind of bring calmness to the chaos. Um, but in saying that, Ryan, I know that we've, we've touched upon it like throughout this episode so far, but what are some ways that you have found that works really, really well when you're going through that tough time, when you're going through like kind of like a mental health crisis, like some magical, like something really practical, um, so that we can kind of consolidate it in one part of this episode so folks can kind of reference it. Like totally. what are some ways that you do magically if all else fails, what 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 you know, what spell work or techniques do you do to um to help? I don't do any heavy spell work because like I said, usually in those times where I'm going through it, I'm like, I don't have the energy to do magically jack shit. But mm-hmm. uh every day I have the habit of before I leave the house when I come home is doing a spiritual pass with a spiritual cologne. So I use Florida water. I'll put a couple drops in my hands, rub them together, and then pass it all over my body. Uh, first thing in the morning and when I come home from being out anywhere before bed, whatever. And then, um, like I previously mentioned earlier in this episode, doing an egg limpia. That's like the limpia that I must normally revert to. Or I'll like bathe myself in smoke. So I will light a charcoal and usually either with like frankincense or copal. So like both blessing and like cleansing. Um, I'll put a blanket over me with my incense burner safely between like my legs. Make sure I'm not, you know, going to burn myself and just be consumed by that smoke. Um, which is also great to do after doing like a egg limpia because you kind of want to fill that vacuum of like cleansing your energy. And <clears throat> excuse me. And. Uh, one thing that's like magical slash, you know, not magical is just like you said earlier, going out for a walk. Like even if I just go on my front steps and get some air, like just getting out as much as you can of the environment you're in where you're going through that emotional rut. Now, again, I don't want to sound ableist. Like some people are completely confined to their environment and don't always have that opportunity. So if you Mm -hmm. can't, don't worry. I'm just saying what I personally do when I'm able to is to go outside. Even if I just take a walk around the block, like just the the physical movement of just being mindful and feeling my feet on the ground, feeling the air on my face, feeling the sun on my skin, just immediately centers me back in my body. And while it may not cure whatever I'm going through mentally, it definitely is better than just pitying myself, laying in bed, not doing anything at all. Um, mm-hmm. I what else do I do? Usually the eglimpias, the spiritual passes with spiritual waters, 
going for a walk, um, praying the rosary, of course, or as much of it as I can, if I don't feel like I have the energy to sit through an entire rosary, just like holding on to it and praying and just asking for like guidance and clarity, or just immediately like being at my ancestor altar with their candle lit and asking them for help too. So again, not necessarily doing uh, spell work, but um, consulting my ancestors in spiritual court for guidance. Um, yeah, I don't do any like major, major spell work. Uh, the only other limpia I'll do is um, from Mahia Mahia Invoking Mexican Magic, which is the seven limes cleansing, which includes like a plate with seven limes cut open like flowers and then filled with salt in each one. And you sleep with that underneath yourself if you're trying to cleanse yourself um, or keep it in a room if you're trying to clear a room. And that will, that's like a real good heavy cleansing, which I haven't done on myself in a hot second, but that tends to always kind of like help me get back on my feet as well. So uh, those are the things I normally revert to. I'm probably forgetting or blanking some, but um, mm -hmm. that's that's what I usually do is one of those several things. Mm. Yeah, um, I would never recommend to do anything any heavy magic when you're when you're going through something like that. That's you're you're 100 right. I would never recommend doing anything super heavy or ritualistic. Um, personally, that's only because I'm coming from a folk uh, folk magic um, you know perspective. Um, if you're a ceremonial magician, then then probably you probably don't agree with me and that's totally fine um but i am definitely not a ceremonial magician um do not underestimate the power of a candle um even if it's a tea light or a, ch a little chime candle that could that could go such a long way um simply lighting a candle for peace of mind peace of mind a peace of mind candle can go really a long way or you know even light a candle to help you find the reason why you feel this way as it could be extremely powerful um and like i said it could be something as as simple as a chime candle that burns for an hour and a half or you know or a, or a tea light that burns for like an hour and a half or a, or nine day candle you know whatever you feel like you can you're you're able to do do not underestimate the power of a candle um, and also do not underestimate the power of your shower because that is, the, that is my, literally my favorite way to cleanse because it's already there. You do it every day, hopefully. Um, <laughs> and literally all you have to do is literally, you can literally don't, you don't need no fancy words, no fancy incantation. You don't need a poem or anything to rhyme. All you got to do, turn on the shower. Let the water run over you and say, this is now a magical shower. Say those words if you want, you know, <laughs> like this water now cleanses me of all negative A, B, and C, D, whatever, whatever you want. And literally sit there. All you have to do, because what I do, literally all I do is turn on the water, let the water run on me, and I just start praying. That's all I do. And every single shower I take is a spiritual cleanse. It's so simple. All you get, but then also I don't also want to say is like okay sometimes when we're in these depressive ruts we can't even get ourselves into the shower right you know we can't even get ourselves into the shower if you can just get yourself to lay in bed if that's all you can do if you can just get yourself to lay in bed close your eyes and just pray right just pray give yourself time you know get yourself that that time to sit um uh like i said don't don't underestimate the the power of a candle doing a like a clean sweep of your room or your space you know re re uh energizing or re-cleansing or re-consecrating your altar that could be very um cathartic as well um because it like it get it gets you doing something it gets you moving around you know it gets you you know 
um, not laying in bed, you know? Um, I love to clean when I'm in an emotional rut. Yeah, me too. Because it gives me something to do that's one, constructive, and two, it's not so distracting where I'm not thinking about what's going on in my life, right? Exactly. And then eventually where it's like, at the end of it, I'm just like, I feel that I didn't, I didn't even figure anything out. I just feel better, you mm-hmm. know, just mm-hmm. from doing it, you know? And like and you said like with after- the shower, when you add the intent, sorry to cut you off. I was just saying like, when you That's add okay. the intention of not just physically cleansing, but Hey, like, let me get rid of all the negativity as I cleanse, like just any negativity that's lingering here, be gone. And now you're both cleaning your house to distract yourself from your sadness, but also getting rid of any stagnant energy. Exactly. And you know what I like to do? What really, really helps too is visually, if you're good at visuals, which I'm not, but I've gotten pretty good at this, is looking at the drain, like looking at the drain in the shower as you're showering, looking at the water flow down the drain. That really helps. What? Why are you smirking like that? Oh, I just, <laughs> I just found it next to look at her holes. Oh my. I mean, yes. But what I'm what I'm talking about is the drain in the shower. In the shower, look at your drain and watch the 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 water flow into the drain and go away. It's a really good way to visualize the, whatever your water is washing off of you, go away and not on you. You know what I mean? That's something that helps me a lot. So, um, uh, just doing something constructive is something that I really really like. Um, I really appreciate. Like, um, like I can't get myself to read. When I'm depressed, like I can't mm. do it. I can't, I can't sit and read. I, I'm just, mm-hmm. I, I can't focus, right? But what's something that I can do is do sigil work. Sigil work is really, really cathartic for me when I'm depressed. Interesting. Or making art, like just like drawing or doing something with my hands. You know what I mean? Um, oh, I'm sure. Because it's like those things. Ha ha. Ha I know. <laughs> uh. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. No, but all jokes aside sex if you can get yourself out of bed and find yourself someone if you find someone to have sex do it fucking do it honestly not just for for the sake just for the endorphins you know just for the endorphins for the for the serotonin those those feel-good hormones that's totally fine if you start using it as like a crutch then we have a problem right If if you're using it just to numb yourself from like everything that's going on that's a problem but if it's just like to get you to feel happy and f- make you feel better, go fuck. Like, go. Go fuck. Go fuck all you want. And if it's just going to be a one-time thing and you're okay with it's fucking even better. someone's energy. It's yeah, even better. Exactly. It's even better. But I was going to say, if it's a one-time thing, you can also turn it into sex magic by unloading all that energy through you know ecstasy and orgasm with channeling all that negativity you're feeling and just give it to the other person, give it to them and leave, yeah. G- give them your negativity and just fucking dip. Well, you could do it on their back, <laughs> do it on their back, do it on their face and then wipe it off and throw it away. I mean, I want you guys to be safe. So like, you know, do it into a condom. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to endure unsafe sex, but all at the same time is like, who am I? Whatever, do whatever you want. If you do feel comfortable, <laughs> If you feel comfortable doing that, literally unloading, <laughs> unloading that energy into somebody else. Um, I mean, I, 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 there arguably there is an ethical kind of, you know, cause there's, you know, there is a such thing as informed consent that needs to, uh, that, that there's a discussion there, but if you do feel comfortable doing it and maybe you trust the person that you're with and maybe you know how to, you know, protect them in a way, I don't know, do whatever you feel like. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what you're, what you should or shouldn't do. I'm just talking about having sex to kind of bring 
bring happy energy back to you. You know what I mean? Because it could, it is very therapeutic. Sex is a very, and I'm a very sex, sex positive person. Any reason to have sex for the sake of having sex because it makes you feel good is a good thing. You should do it. But when it starts to become like a, like a, like a numbing agent, like, you know, it just, that's when we, we know that, you know, you're just kind of using it as a crutch. Um, Right. And sex is fun. Sex is just a fun thing to do. And you don't have to have, sex with another person you can have sex by yourself hell yeah you, know, you can do all of those things by yourself a lot of the times that always makes me feel just so much better just like okay i feel better i didn't even have to do i didn't really have to do anything you know what i mean i didn't have to talk to anybody <laughs> i didn't have to drive anywhere you know so you know it does make you feel it's those 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 feel good hormones in your body you know they they don't underestimate those either you know they 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 work they really absolutely work with that said, I'm opening another truly. Oh Jesus! <laughs> when you when you when you opened the the lid of the truly, I heard uh, no fats, no femmes, no Asians. <laughs> Listen, I heard it. I heard. Gross. I heard it come up with the carbonation. It whispered in my ear. <laughs> you are vile. You are wretched. Um, I do want to touch on. Um, I do want to touch on. The importance of learning protection, obviously, magically. Yeah. I mean, obviously, sexually yeah. as well. But because, like, you were mentioning earlier in the episode, Fonzie, like, you know, maybe your wards are down and someone just doesn't like you and wants to fuck with your your energy because they yeah. know that your wards are down. But again, like how I've been touching on throughout this episode, it is so important to understand that when you dabble in the spiritual, magical, and occult spheres, you are going to run into instances where you're going to run into, you know, energies, spirits, deities that don't have your best interest in mind. So if you mm-hmm. don't properly, one, know how to discern spirits, and two, how to protect yourself, you're much more likely going to find yourself running into situations where you may encounter energies, magic, and spirits and deities that will have a negative effect on your mental health. So not only is discernment important to know whether you're going through a mental health situation or a magically uh uh, a magically induced situation where you're feeling, you know, depressed because of a, a root cause of magic. Um, take a take a good long stance to understand, like, you know, what am I doing? Am I walking through graveyards without giving offerings to the dead or even asking permission to be there? Did I perhaps maybe walk into the forest and see some weird witchy shit and walk over it without, you know, giving it second thought? Like, understand that, like, when you're in this realm of messing with magic and the occult, like, protect yourself. Use yeah. magical protection, and you'll less likely be falling falling into mental health threats due to magic, and and then better be able to treat yourself because you're like, okay, no, my protection's good, so this is likely just like an actual mental health situation that I'm going through. Yeah, and um, I mean, going back to the whole like, don't underestimate a candle. There are candles to use that you can use to figure out if there has been work laid on you. Like, there's a get a run devil run candle and burn it and see what happens to the glass. You know, you can definitely figure out whether someone has laid work on you um, just by lighting a candle. Absolutely. And if you, if you work more in the full Christian, full Catholic sphere, definitely look into deliverance prayers. There's a book called deliverance prayers for the lady. There's also a small booklet called spiritual warfare with like a picture of St. Michael in the front. That one has some prayers and shit that I don't really like. Cause there's like ones like denouncing the occult, denouncing any packs you've made with any spirits or whatever. But like, there are some great 
prayers in there for, you know, getting rid of any curses or hexes placed on you and renouncing any witchcraft or any magic done on you non-consensually, uh, healing spells, or I'm sorry, healing prayers, um, and uh, even a prayer in there for healing ancestral lineages. So that little booklet has some good info. But uh, definitely, if you're, if you're looking more to work in a Christian, Catholic, folk magic context, um, the power of prayer, like Fonzie said, like, even if you don't have a glass of water and a candle, like, prayer backed by true faith like it says in the in the bible what the the if you have faith the the size of the uh, mustard seed like that's that's enough to move mountains you know so as long as you're really putting that faith into what you're praying or that's to god to your ancestors to your saints and angels that faith will move mountains even if as long as it's a mm -hmm. you know potent and powerful faith you're putting into it because if you're if right. you're praying but you're faithless like not expecting anything to happen then chances are nothing's going to happen um Another Novena candle I like, I like that you mentioned the Run Devil Run, is a Gaina Negra. And so back in the day, I mean, no shade to animal sacrifices. Those are totally valid parts of different practices to this day. Uh, but a lot of folk practitioners aren't really probably going to be doing animal sacrifices. But if you go into Botanica and you see the Gaina Negra candle, which is the black hen, uh, back in the day when they were more popularly used for Olympias, someone would take a black hen and run it over someone's body and then slit its throat. And that would be the cleansing and killing of that negative energy. Um, mm. These black candles, the Gaina Negra candles, are wonderful for removing negative energy. I've personally used one on myself when I didn't realize someone was trying to lay work on me, and that shit burned all the way black. And then I knew, oh, that's some bad shit. So then I did a yep. reversal candle because I'm like, uh-uh, this ain't my fucking shit to deal with, and set that shit all the way back. And that reversal candle burnt like halfway black and then was like good to go. So I knew mm. that like after I covered my base with the Gaina Negra, I was like, let me just uh, send this back to its owner because this ain't my shit to deal with. Mm -hmm. Oh, sending back to owner spells. Those are my those are some of my favorite ones because one, they're really pretty and they're really fun to do like my my favorite um uh return to sender spell was taking a chime candle and turning it upside down and then um putting two mirrors so one mirror here and one mirror here so when you look at it from the side it's just an infinite it looks like a like a tunnel of mirrors it's so Ooh. beautiful it is so beautiful i don't know where i got it I really don't remember where I got it. I really wish I can give you a source. But I don't remember where, but I'll tell you what to do. You take a candle, like a chime candle, or even like a taper candle, if you want something like to last longer. Turn it upside down, and you can take off the the um, the end of it so that the wick is exposed. Um, you know, people cut it, or you can bite it off, but just get it so that it's upside down. So it's kind of reversing. Um, it's going backwards. It's kind of leaving you right. You kind of plant that in like on your altar you you can anoint it you know with reversal oil or whatever or banishing oil um you can also add anything like any banishing herbs like garlic is a great herb to banish with and also saint michael is heavily associated with garlic so that's also a great associate uh, um, um association um burn the candle and then have the mirror stand like facing the candle and facing each other so the candle is in between the two mirrors like parallel to one another right yes yes and then the mirrors are facing each other so like the, the the reflective side of each mirror are facing each other so when you look at from either side it's going into like a tunnel of candles so it's kind of sending it back to where it came from it's a beautiful spell and it works wonders i had to do it once for someone and um it was actually because of a reading that Ryan gave me last year saying that there's something, someone has laid work on you. 
um, there's some, or not laid work, but there's uh, something that you need to cut ties with. So I did a reversal. Um, kind of just send this very old toxic relationship that I had with a friend of mine back to them because I cut ties with them. You know, it, it was very effective. I haven't heard from them in a very, very long time. And it was really affecting me at, at some point. Um, so I did this reversal spell and it worked absolute wonders. So, um, yeah. So, and that's a very easy thing. Let's not have you work. You know, it's very, it's very easy. But a lot of that, a lot of the spell work I do is a lot of it's just spent in prayer anyway, right? It's just totally. sit in prayer. It's so effective to sit in prayer, you know? If y'all are looking for, uh, just because I feel like what we neglect, Fonzie, in each episode is to kind of give like more examples of spells or saints to work with. Because since we do both revolve in the more, the more full Catholic, full Christian sphere. So on this episode, let's go ahead and offer some some suggestions sure. for that. Uh, yeah. I, I know a popular saint for mental health is Saint Dymphna. I don't know much about her. I'm not going to speak on her. I just know that's one saint traditionally turned to for mental health who whose patronage, I believe, is mental health. Personally, with my own practice and experience, I've already covered how Saint Francis has helped me. So definitely, I would try giving Saint Francis of Assisi a shot. Uh, but if you want to look more to the angelic sphere, Saint Raphael, the archangel, is mm -hmm. wonderful. Like I said, he is the angel of healing and medicine, but that healing is not right. confined just a physical healing it is also spiritual emotional and psychological healing and i can attest to his healing powers too i've had him intercede on behalf of healing rituals i've done for other people as well as healing for myself so saint Raphael, the archangel and saint dymphna um what aspects of mary would you would you recommend fonzie or like are there any aspects of mary you've personally worked with for healing that you would recommend our lady of sorrows yes 100 percent that's the that that is the first aspect of Mary I would ever go to if I was feeling sad, um, because I mean you and I work with Our Lady of Sorrows very differently. Um, I I see her as as a much more darker force than other people do. Um, someone who it's kind of like the 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 dark shadow of of the Virgin Mother. You know, it's it's kind of like the 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 dark shadow, the dark reflection of our you know uh of the virgin mother so i see her in that way and i know that you know because that aspect is responsible for softening hearts um she softens my heart so you know she makes me less angry with myself she hate she makes me hate myself less you know <laughs> when i'm not feeling great about myself she's like why do you hate yourself why do you choose pain you know <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's something that i say a lot why do you choose pain stop choosing pain um, so she's the one that I, I closely work with when it comes to when I'm going through like a really bad anxiety bout or really bad, um, depression bout. She's number one, always number one. Um, I was also going to say St. Raphael. I don't, I, uh, I work with Raphael indirectly. Um, I, I don't have, I don't ask anything from him for me. Um, because I've said this before on the podcast, I take him to work with me. But I do take him to, when I do work with him, at, it's not just physical pain that I use him for. I do also work with him when it comes to patients who have anxiety. So um, people, folks are anxious about their pain or people are anxious about therapy sometimes because they're in pain. So sometimes I will draw a really quick sigil on my hand to alleviate um, physical pain, but also emotional pain to bring, to, to, to kind of calm them um, and kind of make them more, um, more, um, how I want to say more agreeable to doing therapy. Um, so that's also very appropriate. Dymphna, I 
I do not, I can't speak on her. I do not work with her, like what you said. I don't, but I know that there are folks who, who do choose to work with her when it comes to their mental health, and I think it's very, very appropriate. Um, but if if when in doubt, Mary is there for you. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think if we are going to recommend any saints in the near future, without saying it. Mary is always there. She there is an aspect of her that will work. Um, and if you don't know which aspect, any ask, just choose one and she will work for you. She will she will help you in any in any way. And usually you don't even have to do a lot of work. All you have to do is ask and she'll do it for you. She is so, so giving. She she mm-hmm. you don't even have to offer her anything. Like she's so she's like she it her job is a thankless job. Absolutely. <laughs> Mary, Mary's job it really truly is thankless. Um, 100%. I mean, do it. Like, offer her something. Like, give the yeah. woman something. <laughs> like, I'm not saying don't do that. Like, give the woman something. She deserves it. But um, at the same time, it's just like, you, do, you she doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. It's not like working with Michael, that prissy little bitch. God, he wants everything. <laughs> I'm so excited to start all your with him. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Oh my gosh. It's not easy. It's very, I'm still not there, Ryan. I've been almost working with him for a year and I still don't have a solid relationship with him. It's just, you know, it's just one of those things. So maybe you'll have better luck working with him. Maybe he'll like you more. We'll see. If anything, I know I can go through Mary first to have him whip him or to have her whip him into shape. But uh, I tried. I tried. Really? He I did. I did. He's he still has this really pretty space on my altar. It's all alone. He has his own room. He has his own, you know, mini fridge in his room. He has sodas in his fridge. He's he's got it all. He's got the biggest room. He's got the master bedroom. Like he's got an ensuite. He's got everything. He still doesn't <laughs> want to fucking work with me. Maybe it's because I talk I talk so much shit. Maybe that's why. Um, um, another saint that I haven't personally worked with, but I know is great for healing. Uh, he has countless miracles attributed to him. Is Saint Padre Pio, uh, who's hmm. actually on my list now of, of saints I want to begin working with soon because I've just had a mm-hmm. couple of synchronicities alongside my pilgrimage and some other things that like I feel like Saint Padre Pio is popping up. Um, also, your guardian angel, y'all. If you yes. if anything at the very each of us are individually assigned our own personal guardian angel that is not meant for anyone else on earth, past, present, or future, mm-hmm. except yourself. And it is there waiting to help you. And you don't even need to be Christian or Catholic. It, it's literally in the Catholic catechism of the church that no matter what you're born or what religion or tradition you're part of, we each have our own individual guardian angel. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now don't be asking, hey, guardian angel, I need help finding a parking space because that's just like petty shit. But your guardian angel is there to help you grow and evolve spiritually. Mm-hmm. And in those times of desperation, when you feel like there's no one else to turn to, your guardian angel's got your back. Actually, in those times of need and desperation is probably one of the best times to turn to your guardian angel. And so mm-hmm. I'm still working on my relationship with developing that with my guardian angel. But that is someone on your spiritual court that you will always have from life to death that is there to have your back so if you haven't cultivated any relationships with any spirits or deities just know you have a guardian angel waiting for you to ask it for its help Mm -hmm. and you know we we say this term a lot on this podcast spiritual court or heavenly court don't take that word that term for granted okay they are a court of beings that commune with each other all the time for your benefit or for your interest, okay? You have your own spiritual court that you 
that works around you, right? And that includes whoever, whoever you're devoted to. Like, for example, part of Ryan's spiritual court is numerous aspects of Mary, Santa Muerte, um, uh, St. Raphael, um, soon to be St. Michael. So all of these all of these heavenly beings. Also, what with what Ryan said, just you don't have to be Christian and Catholic. Angels do not belong to Christians. Angels existed way before that. The, the idea of angels existed way before that. So there are different religions that recognize angels. Okay, and there are agnostic and um, and atheists who also believe that angels exist. Okay, so ju- I'm just saying, angels don't belong to Christians. I just want to make that very very clear. Um, <clears throat> I think Alistair Crowley even talked about guardian angels, right? Isn't that yeah, the, the... the concept of the holy and guardian angel, yeah. And yeah. so some people may argue, we're not going to get into this conversation too deep, but some people argue that the holy and guardian angel may be different from your actual personal guardian angel. And then there's others who I personally believe it's the same thing. I feel like Alistair Crowley is just some fucking edgelord who wanted to make it all fucking ritualistic and seem special. But I don't see any difference between that singular holy guardian angel and just like the guardian angel were signed at birth. Because really when you kind yeah. of look at the key points of both of them, like they're virtually yeah. the same thing, at least I yeah. believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So address them. Address your your spiritual court. They are a team. They're all working together. Make sure that you're addressing them well. You're not doing this. I mean, you're doing this for a purpose. You're you're cultivating this spiritual court. Use them. You know what I mean? Like commune with them. Like bring forth, um, you know, bring forth communion when you're working with these when you're calling upon these beings because that's really really important. Um. I forgot what I lost my train of thought. Um, I think it's the second truly. I'm going to go into my third right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, y'all, the, I, I really love that Ryan brought up guardian angels because that's really, I think, one, another thankless job is your guardian angel because I think we forget about them. I forgot about them for a long time until I realized, oh my God, that's right. I do have a guardian angel. And this is someone who was assigned to you. This was someone who was assigned to you to literally be with you and be your guardian angel it's very uh custom i wonder what my guardian angel looks like that's why i always want i always wonder what they look like i wonder what they sound like like i wonder if like they wear like gray sweatpants you know oh my your guardian angels just left the chat i know they probably left a long time ago they're probably in the guest room they're like i can't sleep in here Such a slap. They're know. they're approaching God right now, like, hey, can I get a reassignment? Right, 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 right. They just send in their application for a reassignment. Um, I don't blame them, honestly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you you know, just uh, spend some time, spend some time, commune, commune with those spirits because they're there for a reason. I mean, why did you get why did you get into this devotional work in the first place if you're not gonna use them when you're sad? Like, come on, absolutely. You know? Yeah. But uh, is there anything you feel like we haven't touched on yet regarding the intersection of mental health and magic? I mean, we covered everything from protection to personal experiences to people to turn to and spirits to turn to in times of need. No, I think I think that's it. I just want to reiterate that we are not healthcare or mental. I am a healthcare professional, but we that we are not mental health care uh, professionals. Ryan is soon. I will be. I will be. Yeah. (laughs) Ryan is soon to be. But as of right now, we are not, um, we are not in a place to, um, you know, push any sort of authority when it comes to dealing with your mental health. Okay. I think we, uh, this is just a good place for me to put a disclaimer. If you do feel like you are in danger, please seek help. 
Um, and we are also not, this is, none of this is medical advice in any way. We are speaking of our experiences and what's working for us. If any of these things work for you, wonderful. I would love to hear about it. Please reach out to me in my DMs and let me know if any of these techniques help, you know, helped you in any way, because that just further validates practice. And it's something that we can share and, you know, give to other people. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm good. I'm, I feel, I feel better just after this conversation, honestly, you know, I always feel better when I talk to Ryan. I always feel better when I'm recording a podcast episode, you know, me too. I just, I love these kikis and I can't wait for you to be here in a matter today. As of this recording to late today is June 29th. So you'll be here so in June, July, July, August, September, October. Oh God, five, that's five months away. Five <laughs> months? Yeah, like no, like four and a half months. Because I'll be there half. in like, I'll be there in like the first week of November. Okay. Um, well, you can take this out. I just want to ask you: if you do move out of the the house that you're living in now, you said that you're not going to be in the city anymore. You're going to be somewhere outside of the city. I would be living back at home with my parents, which is an hour like northeast of San Francisco. That's really far away. Okay. But I think I think the way things are looking. Uh, I think I'll be staying here at least through the end of the year. Okay. All right. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Something that y'all need to get ready for is when I'm in San Francisco, I didn't plan for this. I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me when I was booking my ticket. What y'all need to get ready for is when I am in San Francisco, we are going to be recording a, an episode while we are together in person, face to face. Okay. With no pants on. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> But we are going to be recording a podcast, and it is our one-year podcast anniversary. That didn't even occur to me. But we have to make it a show, darling. Oh, we're we popping bottles make... live. Yes, darling. We have to We have to do it. It's going to be so, so good. I am so excited. And just, I think I just want to take the time for anyone who's been with us since the beginning even since when we first published our first episode of Folk Catholicism 101, which, by the way, is at over 800 plays. Insane. Insane. When those two, the, the first two um, episodes, when we still had Burgundy on the team, who I miss dearly. So much. If you have been with us since then, thank you so much. The podcast has grown. You know, it's not a huge podcast but the little community that we have cultivated within this space and within this platform i am so immensely grateful for and um i i'm just so excited to like bring you more you know we are we are going to take a little small little break after our first uh, our one year anniversary but we're going to come back with season 2 and then we're going to kind of like revamp things and make things pretty and like you know kind of make things like you know we're just going to do we're going to give you guys the the stuff you know so i'm just so excited for what's to come and i oh. i i i, I want to uh, <laughs> fuck um <laughs> And all the guests, like, are you kidding? Like all the friends that we've had on the show, all the incredible people that we've we've gotten to like talk to and get their like I love this job so much. I love this job so much. Me too. I can't help but second everything that Fonzie has just expressed and thank you to everyone for your support, especially everyone on the Patreon. Like it still blows my mind that people like send us money to just to continue to produce this content and share our practices. Like, uh, I never thought I'd be making money for anything other than like tarot services. So this is just mind blowing to me. Um, 
So yeah, y'all, especially those of y'all who've been with us from the beginning, like Fonzie said, just thank you. Our hearts go out to you. Um, Yeah, I'm excited for our one year anniversary podcast recording. That shit's going to be fun. It's going to be so fun. We're going to film it. I'm going to vlog it. I'm going to vlog that entire week. Like it's going to be really, really cute. Y'all going to get some really great content that week. You're going to get a lot of me. You're going to get real sick of me. I'm so excited to make you guys <laughs> sick of me. <laughs> but I can't, I, I really, I really can't wait to actually meet you in person. It's wild that we've spent this much, almost a year together and we've never actually met in person. Like I know a whole ass motherfucking year. I'm really dead set on hopefully maybe it might happen before november but i'm trying to come to la before the end of the year because it's been a hot second since i've been to la oh my god please do we have some we have some conjuring to do darling please we have some woods to walk we have some devils to oh never mind (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna scratch that (laughs) i'm gonna get i'm gonna i'm gonna be excommunicated from the church um i already have whatever (laughs) anyways with that said, my name is Witch Lumicente. I am. Bitch, I'm losing myself. Okay, here we go. With that said, my name is Fonzie. I am Witch Lumicente on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm Ryan, aka the Mestizo Mystic on Instagram, or just at Mestizo Mystic on Twitter, or at the Mestizo Mystic on TikTok, even though I'm not very active there. Oh my god, she's a TikTok. She's a TikTok star. And we will see y'all on our next unholy communion. The Red Text is a Patreon-supported podcast. Become a patron today and gain access to early video releases of upcoming episodes, monthly live stream Q&As, monthly rosary prayer circles, candle magic kits, zodiac tarot readings, and so much more. You also have a chance to be mentioned in future episodes. Join the coven today at patreon.com slash redtextcoven. That's patreon.com slash redtextcoven. Thank you all for listening and for your support.